Alright, hello, hello, uh, everybody, hello uh, again. Ah, uh, uh, it's it's so nice to be back. <laughs> it's so nice. Uh, like I feel so good being here and talking about stuff that that I'm very passionate about and that I really really enjoy talking about and researching about. And uh, yeah, today will be the last episode of uh, the Sounds of Asia. So yeah, uh, if you are new to to the radio uh, right now, you are listening to the Sounds of Asia, and I'm your host Greti. So yeah, uh, this was um, this semester. This was a weekly uh, weekly show. It was like part of this big uh, big um, music show project that the radio is starting. And yeah, it started with me, <laughs> with uh, my music dedicated uh, specifically to music coming from Asia, from all over Asia. And um, uh, if you are actually not so new to the radio, <laughs> uh, and if you uh, actually um, are following our Instagram page on Radio Ora Blagojevgrad, you have probably um, seen the post that uh, today we today will be the last uh, episode uh, for the semester. Uh, so yeah, I this is my fifth fifth episode, my fifth broadcast uh, of the show, and it will be the last one for this semester. But uh, because I love this show so much, and because I have I have heard a lot that uh, a lot of people like it as well. Uh, I am definitely continuing it next semester, so definitely stay tuned for that because we have so many more countries to explore, so many more countries to talk about and so many more music to listen to. Like Asia is a big, big continent and we have like in these five shows I have just like kind of scratched the only the surface of uh, everything uh, of all the diversity and uh, the culture and the folklore and the music and uh, all of that good stuff uh, of uh, the Asian continent so yes today uh, our stop our last stop for the semester is Cambodia and uh, we will be exploring uh, psychedelic rock from Cambodia honestly I was also very surprised that something like this existed because um, if you have read the post you you already know a little bit of information because it was very nicely uh, um, every every post that is uh, posted for, for my show is very nicely uh, very nicely puts additional information uh, a little bit of additional information uh, to you know get your mind to, to what is going to happen in the show before I come here and actually start talking to it um, so yeah, big thanks to Ivan for doing the the social media part uh, of uh, of the show. Thank you so much for that. And yeah, there there is always like a little bit uh, a little bit of information. And um, for Cambodian psychedelic rock, actually, um, psychedelic, the psychedelic rock of Cambodia has been in its peak and it, in its golden age in the sixties and early seventies. And um, this uh, this genre is very connected to the history of Cambodia because uh, uh, Cambodian people have been going through a lot of challenges uh, in their most recent history and I will be talking about that as well because I really want to put a little bit of an emphasis, a little bit of a focus on uh, the history of Cambodia, like the most recent history of Cambodia because it definitely helps to understand the genre better as well. And um, uh, even though for a period of time, for a 
um, period of time of maybe around 30 years the psychedelic the psychedelic rock has been kind of like put a pause on because of everything that has been happening in Cambodia uh, right now from the be- uh, from kind of like middle 90s let's say until this day I got say, psychedelic uh, the psychedelic rock of Cambodia starts to slowly emerge little by little again uh, again by the the people the people from Cambodia and also uh, very much from um, refugees from Cambodia uh, I mean from uh, people like the, the Cambodians who in the past have uh, h- um, have had the chance to uh, to get out of the country and to go to to another country in which the the political situation has been calmer uh, and uh, especially in the USA and um, the the um, uh, America born the USA born Cam- Cambodians uh, actually are also very very active uh, to um, uh, to exactly that to um, rekindle uh, the to rekindle the fire of psychedelic rock and to um, pay tribute to all the to all the incredible musicians and artists who have been in its peak during uh, during the 60s and uh, yeah to um, to continue the legacy that they have started and uh, yeah to continue also developing the genre so there there are a lot of interesting things to talk about today uh even though i'm a bit tired because uh this week has been a lot of things have been going on this week i have been having a lot of uh, assignments as well and um yeah even tonight we have a party like the sg bowl so um this whole week uh, my my schedule has been full with stuff to do uh but i mean that's the beauty of university life so uh it's nice but yeah, um, I have prepared a lot of things <laughs> uh, to to tell you guys. Um, okay, that wasn't expected. All right, however, <laughs> uh, the yeah. All right, okay. Um, that this song was kind of like uh, uh, left from another place. It's all right. Um, but yeah, I have prepared a lot of songs to listen to. So yeah, let's uh, talk a little bit, let's listen a little bit, and let's just vibe and chill with some nice psychedelic rock from Cambodia. <laughs> and of course, I'll be talking a little bit more about uh, a little bit more about the characteristics uh, of the genre. But right now, let's listen to one song to kind of set the mood for it and to show you guys what you are going to listen to in the next hour yeah hour hour and 10 minutes something like that so i will play now one very iconic song from the 60s which is called uh like the the translation from cambodian from no from the khmer language actually uh, from the official language the translation in english is i'm 16 and uh, uh, yeah, this song actually I found some information about it. Even though the information is very scarce, and you will understand why in a bit. Um, this song is very very iconic. Even though right now <coughs> we we don't exactly know who wrote it or who composed who composed it, but it has been going on around. Uh, a, a long time throughout the 60s and it has been played by different musicians it has been, it has been sung and uh, made covers on uh, various times and also right now the um, uh, the people who are now starting to again um, 
um, as I said, to rekindle <laughs> the fire of psychedelic rock are also making a lot of covers on it. So it, it is definitely a uh, iconic song from the uh, from the sixties. And uh, yeah, this song, uh, the w- what I found about what it is about, it was actually uh, a, a love story, a, a love story of uh, of a girl and to what she is experiencing and stuff like that. So let's now listen to the song, and I. Uh, we'll be telling you all about, <laughs> or at least um, the most that I can, about psychedelic rock. So now uh, enjoy I'm 16, which is sung by uh, the singer, the female singer, Ros Serei Sotea. Enjoy.
All right. So yes, this was I am 16. Um, a very, as I said, iconic song from from the 60s. And yeah, this is kind of like uh, almost uh, the... I mean, it's very broad to say it's like the vibe of the whole psychedelic rock, but you get the idea. Like, <laughs> this is kind of like uh, what it sounds like. And um, something interesting is that uh, the the songs that what is what is uh, talked about most in the songs actually is about love and uh, even uh, about love, about dancing, about having a good time and uh, all that kind of stuff. Like most of the uh, most of the lyrics, most of the songs talk about that. And time sixteen is uh, doesn't make a, a change in that. I mean, it's it's also about um, uh, a girl who is experiencing some uh, who is experiencing love, you know, towards uh, somebody and her experiences in that. And uh, yeah, actually, when uh, I have been uh, looking for some songs uh, to uh, to play here on the. Um, here on the radio on the show, uh, I found a lot of uh, playlists uh, with uh, songs which are which are uh, psychedelic rock and even uh, from the sixties and also uh, songs that are more more recent. And there have been <laughs> some very interesting, uh, really some very interesting names because everything is about literally almost everything is about love and dancing and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But but it's nice. I I think it's nice and. Um, Cambodian people have gone through a lot of stuff, so I can definitely see why they would decide to focus more on the positive side of things and the more pleasurable side of life, because they have been going through uh, through very tough times. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I will be talking a little bit uh, more about that as well. Uh, just uh, another thing before that that I wanted to mention is that um, Mm, even though um, even though there have been a lot of uh, male artists, like male musicians in the, of the psychedelic rock era, who have been like you know composing and writing the lyrics, um, and uh, also um, singing. But the thing is that what I have found through my research is that um, there is a big part of the songs are uh, sung by women but like the instruments are played by men and like the, this big group of people is formed like this big band and uh, uh, all the all the players of a musical instrument are men and like the um, the vocalist the vocalist is a woman uh, even though there have been other instances uh, a lot of other instances in which the, the vocalist is men uh, it's kind of like predominant feature for uh, the vocalist to be a woman, which uh, I found that uh, I found it very interesting. And um, also, yeah, uh, I was just thinking that com uh, the women of Cambodia have very, very interesting voices, uh, a little bit high pitched, but very, I don't know, I find them, I, I find them pleasant to, to listen to. So I hope that you that you uh, like it as well and that you find them uh, pleasant to listen to as well. Even though, of course, we will be listening to some um, to some male vocalists a little bit later. Uh, but for now, uh, let me um, tell you a little bit more about the history of Cambodia. And uh, actually, from let's see what I have here from the eighty uh, eight. 80, 80, mm. 1863 <laughs> uh, my brain said bilingual by bilingual uh, from 1863 up until 1953 
Uh, Cambodia has been under French colonial period, like it has been under the French rule. And even though at the beginning in uh, 1863, um, the, um, uh, this regime, this uh, French, uh, uh, French regime was, um, uh, I mean, the treaty that has been signed be- between the, the French side and the kingdom back then the kingdom of Cambodia, this treaty has uh, has written that uh, the, the French should leave the Cambodian sovereignty intact. But French control, of course, gradually increased with important landmarks in 1877, 1884 and 1897. Until by the end of the century, the king's authority no longer existed outside the palace. And... Um, this talks about like this article that I found. The, the king is actually King Norodom, who died in ni- uh, 1904, and his two successors, Sisowat and Monivong, were content to allow the French to control the country, and they kind of kind of gave up absolutely everything uh, for uh, for the French government to rule, and you know for the French um, for the n- not exactly French government, but the people who have been uh, put there in Cambodia to to rule. And uh, there have been also some battles uh, going on uh, because um, in 1940, France was defeated in a brief border war with Thailand and forced to surrender the provinces of Batambang and Angkor. So, uh, yeah, like, Cambodia also lost a, a bit of its uh, territory uh, in favor of Thailand. But... Uh, Cambodia's situation at the end of the Second World War, War World War was again chaotic, because um, uh, they, there has been this um, mm, how to say it uh, a political entity called Free French, which was under the uh, General Charles de Gaulle. Uh, I mean, I think all of you know who Charles de Gaulle is, uh, and they were determined to recover uh, into China, and you know, not only Cambodia but also um, uh, a lot of uh, other countries which were from this um, this region. Uh, I mean, th- th- uh, Thailand is also one of them, and India, you know, all the kind of stuff. Though uh, they offered Cambodia and other Indo-Chinese protectorates a carefully cir- circumscribed measure of self-government but um, convinced that they had a civilizing mission, you know. Uh, it, it's always like that. Uh, it's always like the, the Westerners think that they can civilize or make improvement in places that are not need- they in places that do not need their civilization or anything like that. And um, uh, on uh, 9th of March 1945, during the Japanese occupation of Cambodia, uh, the new king Norodom Sihanouk uh, was uh, he uh, he actually proclaimed an independent kingdom of Kampuchea following a formal re- request by the Japanese. So it's kind of like the Japanese, um, in a way, helped uh, the Cambodian people to gain their um, freedom, let's, let's say it uh, that way, and sovereignty from from the French. And uh, um. What else can I say? Ah, oh yeah, something interesting actually is that um, the new government uh, did um, uh, did away with the romanization of the Khmer language because you know the, the, the official language is the Khmer language that the French colonial administration was beginning to enforce and officially reinstated the Khmer script, like the, the official Khmer script again. 
and uh, yeah i found it very interesting because they they actually the cambodians back then uh got their original like um alphabet in which they were they were writing uh for the the Khmer language and uh, up until actually yeah uh, from 1953 to 1970, around that time, uh, Cambodia has been kind of like in a more, I mean, not exactly stable, but at least more peaceful, peaceful times. And even though there have been some uh, battles going on around Cambodia, uh, the country itself stayed, uh, the country itself was neutral about all of them and just wanted you know, peace, which is uh, absolutely normal. But um, in the 1970s, uh, the um, this party, let me just find where I was, uh, where I have written about it, uh, because it's kind of like um, a communist party, but in Cambodia, like this party called the CPK. They started uh, to gain, they started to... Um, yeah, to search for new members, actually, and to gain more recognition and to gain more uh, fame in uh, in the in the country. And uh, this was kind of like the beginning of the end <laughs> for some people, uh, actually for many people. And uh, by the 1973, the CP the CPK this. Uh, um, Cambodia, this Cambodian, like Cambodian Communist Party, basically, which was also called uh, the Khmer Rouge, uh, or um, which was yeah, the indirect trans uh, translates to the Red Khmer, basically because Rouge means red. Uh, by 1973, uh, they um, they were control controlling nearly 60% of Cambodia's territory and 25% of its population uh, and uh, between those years like from 1970 to 1973 they have also uh, have uh, had a lot of help from the Vietnamese uh, Communist Party as well but uh, after 1973 uh, the CPK by itself had a lot of um, like I mean 60% of Cambodia's territory and 25% of its population under its rule it's a lot and uh, by the end of 1975 uh, the whole the whole country basically fell under the the rule of the Khmer Khmer Rouge, and this is uh, one of the most bloody and terrible um, four years of Cambodia's uh, of Cambodia's modern history, because let me find the um, the figures because are tr the figures are truly terrifying. Mm. Yes, here it is. In those four, f four to five years, the Khmer Rouge killed over, killed and executed over two million citizens, and of course, uh, um, all of them were either musicians, artists, intellectuals. Like almost the whole, like ninety-five percent of the elite of the intellectual elite of the of the country has been executed. Because it was deferring, uh, yeah, it was defer. Uh, it was it, the CPK, the Khmer Rouge, were considering them as a threat. So yeah, n like not only them, not the intellectual elite, but also a lot of other people. And which in 
uh, all of them come to two million people, which is uh, which is, back then was actually a third of the population of the country. So there were six million people, and the Khmer Rouge executed two million of them. Just imagine. And uh, uh, the uh, this the um, the leader of the party of the the leader of the Khmer Rouge, Pol Pot. Uh, he wanted uh, to uh, return Cambodia to an agrarian age and basically to to just um, kill every sprout of uh, intelligence and intelligentsia of uh, the of the country uh, that there is. And with that, a lot of um, uh, tapes or like cassettes and uh, everything that you can think of of. Um, way of distributing music and distributing the you know the the songs from the psychedelic rock from the 60s has been also destroyed and um, it is very um, surprising that some people have managed to hide their records and to hide what you know all the music that they had and it is also surprising that there are still some recordings that have survived and that are sprouting from uh, from very <laughs> very strange places and um, in different countries because uh, as i said a lot of um, mm, a lot of the uh, records are also found in the usa because of the cambodian diaspora in long beach uh, where the people are very active and want to recreate again and to to revive to revive uh, psychedelic rock from the 60s and also uh, we will uh, I will tell you about that that a little bit later. Also, uh, it has been happening that some foreigners, some Western foreigners who have been traveling to Cambodia, have actually found uh, found tapes of uh, uh, psychedelic rock uh, from from those years have bought it and have started to you know put it on um on on all musical platforms again for everyone to have access to it and especially for for cambodian people and to uh, again as well help and revive uh the the genre but enough talking from me because I talked a lot. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, maybe it happened to be a little bit more of a historical lecture. But still, I wanted to uh, to put a little bit uh, more emphasis on uh, the historical part of uh, the genre as well. But right now, let's listen to another song, which is Always Will Hope. Uh, hey Jude is uh, the, the second title by Sin Sisamouth. And I will be talking about him after uh yeah after we listen to the song so now enjoy Oh, 
All right, so these were the last seconds of uh, Always Will Hope, Hey Jude by Sin Sisamouth. And actually, he is a legend in Cambodian music as a whole. I mean, not only in psychedelic rock, which is his main, uh, like main genre, but not only. And uh, he is actually considered the Cambodian Elvis Presley. <laughs> and yeah, he's he is uh, he's super well known in Cambodia. And I mean, he's uh, uh, as it is said here in another article that I found, he is the legendary Cambodian singer, songwriter, and composer of all time. Uh, his music remains deeply in the heart and soul of Cambodian people and the world. Uh, and uh, actually, he has recorded songs for every record company in Cambodia, so everyone has wanted him to uh, to record music for, for them. And uh, uh, he has performed many duet songs as well with other singers, uh, or he has, written, he has written hundreds of other songs for uh, a lot of uh, other uh, singers, and especially female singers. And uh, one of his favorite uh, female singers is actually Pen Ran. And I will talk a little bit more about Pen Ran as well, and uh, you will uh, listen to a song by her, because I have also prepared a song by her. And um, actually, the former king father, Norodom Sihanouk, uh, he gave Sisamouth the title The Golden Voice of uh, Cambodia. And yeah, sadly, um, he is one of the many intellectuals, music- musicians, artists, you know, all that kind of stuff, all those people who have been executed in the genocide by the Khmer Rouge. And um, yeah, he left his legacy for his family and the Cambodian culture. So yes, a very a very great talent, a great person who has been sadly that mm, his life has ended sadly too too soon. But uh, at least uh, he has left a truly truly a legacy and hundreds of songs for the Cambodian people and also not only Cambodian people but people from all around the world as I'm doing right now to uh, enjoy and uh, the other person that I I told you that I will talk a little bit more about about Pen Ran uh, she's the most famous female Cambodian singer of all time and uh, her musical career exactly flourished in the 60s uh, when there was, uh, you know, the peak and the golden age of psychedelic rock. And her songs were recorded side by side with, I mean, you already know who he is, since he's a mouth. And um, uh, sh- her, her, debut single were re- her debut singles were released by Angkor. Uh, which is a Cambodian music uh, label, and uh, also she has been playing. She has been singing for other music labels uh, as well back back in the day. And uh, yes, yeah, I said she was one of the original female artists who performed duets with Sinister Mouth is in and was one of his favorite uh, co singers. I mean, co musicians. Yeah, uh, and um, her music represented exactly the Cambodian golden era. And uh, her style of music was very diverse, as it is written here in the article. She sang from anything from traditional to slow rock and hippie songs. So she has had a lot of a great range as well. And um, yeah, she she was active in the uh, 60s and the early 70s. But during, again, the Khmer Rouge genocide, she disappeared, nobody knew where she was, and in 1978 she was just uh, presumed to be executed again by uh, by the Khmer Rouge. 
So um, these these uh, are two people who are who have been and who still are, uh, of course, who still are uh, very much uh, influential on the uh, Cambodian psychedelic rock music scene and are still inspiring modern, uh, you know, the, the youth and the people who are uh, the young Cambodians who are now starting to rediscover more and more about uh, the golden age of uh, of the 60s that has been. And um, actually something interesting that I found in some of the articles, let me just find where exactly it was written. Uh, yeah, that some of, uh, some of the people managed to hide their records. Uh, that they had, but also mm, it was uh, written in one of the articles as well that um, exactly in this diaspora of Cambodian Americans, uh, they they were connecting first over social media through family and friends or sharing mics in the Long Beach. You know, this uh, the place where they this diaspora is in the Long Beach noodle shops. They have recently made uh, a series of larger debuts together, and I will be talking a little bit more about uh, two bands, which are um, contemporary contemporary bands who play psychedelic rock who are uh, making covers of uh, some of the most iconic um, songs from the time, but also releasing their very own uh, songs, which are still in that genre of the psychedelic rock. But for now, uh, let's listen to the two songs that I was uh, telling you that we will listen, one by Cincy Samal and one by Penran. So uh, let's listen to Dance A Go-Go by Cincy Samal and... There is nothing to be ashamed of by Ben Ran. Uh, enjoy those uh, two songs and I will be back very soon with some uh, other information about how uh, the, the music from the 60s has been preserved and how it is uh, again starting to uh, revive itself. But yeah, right now, enjoy Dance Gogo and there's nothing to be ashamed of.
All right, so these were the two songs, Dance the Go Go and There's Nothing to Be Ashamed of. Um, actually, those two songs have been part of the. Um, oh my god, how is, how is this word in English? I mean, not. Um, like, when you put uh, like 10 songs which are part of a movie, like this thing. Uh, however it was called <laughs> I just lost the word uh, but yeah it was part of um, of um, let me see how many songs 22 songs uh, which were uh, played in a movie which was actually a movie from 2015 which was created exactly uh, to you know to show the history uh, and development and the golden age of psychedelic rock uh, which is called Don't Think I Have Forgotten Cambodia's Lost Rock and Roll so yeah, these two these two songs have also been part of uh, of this movie, and actually this movie uh, was um, inspired by uh, the one album. I mean, it's not exactly an album, but it is like a compilation of uh, twenty two uh, songs from uh, psychedelic, uh, you know, a psychedelic and garage rock from the 60s and the early 70s, which was released in 1996. And, uh, this compilation is called Cambodian Rocks. And, um, when it, when, uh, when this compilation was released, the title, the, the, the tracks were uncredited and untitled. And, um, uh, those, like, the, the tracks that are, um, part of this compilation are some of you know some of the bigger hits uh, at that time and um, they were the the musicians were combining western rock and pop genres as well with their own styles and techniques and uh, but yeah a great deal of information has been lost about at, at first you know at uh, in 1996 when it was released uh, a lot of uh, those uh, tracks were uncredited and untitled but uh, uh, and yeah, the, the this compilation was assembled from cassette tapes purchased by an American tourist in 1994, actually, <laughs> and released on the Parallel World label in 1996. And through collaboration on the internet, actually, uh, the songs have all been now uh, identified. And uh, it is there is like there is a whole um, playlist on Spotify when you when you write Cambodian rocks, you can see all the 22 tracks which have been on those cassette tapes uh, which have been you know uh, from from the 60s and from the early 70s and uh, another compilation actually has also been released uh, the rough guide to psychedelic Cambodia uh, which is uh, you know in a more mm, the songs are in a better quality uh, bec it, this is the considered the first high profile compilation to spotlight the uh, the musicians and uh, songs from uh, from these uh, decades, and um, mm, yeah, back then when the Cambodian music as well, uh, some of its characteristics are that it has been filtered through the lens of garage rock, surf rock, and you know, of course, psychedelia. And in addition, this release spotlights a handful of contemporary bands as well, uh, carrying on uh, the the genre and the legacy that has been uh, left from from back then <laughs> so uh let's now listen to two songs one which is from cambodian rocks and one from um the rough guide to psychedelic cambodia ah the rough guide to psychedelic cambodia is also as a playlist in spotify so you can also check it out and listen to uh, those songs if you're interested 
yeah, both uh, both those compilations are uh, up in Spotify and are, yeah, they are ac- um, they are ac- accessible accessible for everyone. So uh, let's now make a little music break and listen to Right Cyclo, which is from the Cambodian Rocks compilation by Yol Aularong, and uh, the next uh, song is in Khmer the Khmer language, and I will probably butcher it, but Pen. <laughs> this is how the song is called by uh, Rosary Sothea. So yeah, let's enjoy those two songs now and I will be back soon.
These were the two songs uh, that, uh, yeah, that are part of our little music break. Uh, yeah, well, one of them, as I mentioned, is part of the Cambodian Rocks uh, um, compilation from 1996, and the other one is from, like, the second one is from uh, the compilation Rough Guide to, uh, wait, a second, Rough Guide to Psychedelic Cambodia, of course. So, uh, right now I wanted to talk a, a little bit more about, as I mentioned, two bands, two contemporary bands that uh, are um, singing, they are, yeah, they are making music in this genre and they are making covers of already 
iconic songs from the uh, from the 60s, but also creating their uh, own songs. So the first band that I wanted to talk a little bit more about is the Cambodian Space Project. And uh, in the Cambodian Space Project is actually a bit of a blend between, uh, you know, people from Cambodia and people from Australia. Because the vocalist uh, is uh, um, a woman called Chantikak. She's from Cambodia. Uh, but uh, the uh, other person with whom she created the band, Julian, Julian Paulson, he is actually from Australia. And a lot of the musicians from the band, because as I told you, there are um, three to four uh, musical instruments and yeah, most, most, for most of the, uh, for most of the, um, for most of them, they are played by men. Okay, <laughs> and yeah, uh, the men who play the instruments are uh, from Australia, but they have created uh, this uh, uh, this uh, band uh, with you know, the um, you know the. Um, as it is said here, to sing back to life the lost divas and rock legends of Cambodia's golden age of music. And the interesting thing is that they actually met in uh, Phnom Penh, which is actually the um, capital, the capital of Cambodia, Phnom Penh. They met there and they decided to team up uh, and to create this band, the Cambodian Space Project. And... Um, their sound uh, is definitely for the 21st century because it matches uh, tradition uh, with rock and roll, rare groove, soul, and the trippy visual spectacle spectacle of the psychedelic rock. They perform perform reimagined Khmer classics, as I mentioned, alongside originals, uh, some original songs of theirs that uh, they have created. Uh, speaking of Cambodia today, like Not Easy Rock and Roll, Have Visa No, Have Rice, and Whiskey Cambodia. These are some of the songs uh, that are kind of like more popular from them. Um, but I will play two which are not that popular. <laughs> Although uh, at the end of uh, at the end of the show, I I will uh, play Whiskey Cambodia because it's. Uh, also a, a nice song uh, of theirs and since it is a little bit more well known it's also uh, good to to be played as well and um, actually the band was the subject of uh, another film feature-length film not easy rock and roll uh, which uh, was premiered at the Sydney Film Festival in 2015 which was again talking about uh, Cambodian psychedelic rock and uh, they were talking about their experience of the, the group, how they formed the group, how they are um, yeah, how they're developing the the genre of uh, psychedelic rock and their inspiration and yeah, a little bit more of the history of, uh, of the psych psychedelic rock from the 60s and uh, um, yeah, what uh, something else that I I saw here in the article because it's a very very long article. I'm definitely not going to uh, to read uh, the whole of it. Just the the more uh, important stuff. Actually, a musician called Nick Cave uh, has said for them they are a great band. The singer is amazing, really beautiful. The guitars really jump out of you. <laughs> uh, very very affecting. And um, let me just check. Uh, the year that they have, if if it is written in the article, the year that they have started to make music, because they are still active, they are still active, and they have uh, a lot of members. They started with, uh, I mean, they started first with uh, the, uh, the two the two people that met at Phnom Penh, but later on they became uh, four a four people group, and now they are. 
they're eight <laughs> now they're eight <laughs> uh so yeah they're they're still still going on and i yeah they they formed the band in 2010 so yeah they they continue to uh, go strong and to release uh new music of theirs as well so let's now listen to dance twist uh which is uh, an original song of theirs and i am unsatisfied which is actually a cover of uh of a song which was uh, made in the 60s so yeah let's enjoy those two songs of theirs and i'll be back soon
nice. <laughs> uh, these were uh, the two songs, Dan Twist, uh, Dance Twist and I'm Unsatisfied by the Cambodian Space Project. Actually, I really liked I'm Unsatisfied. I have been listening to it previously, but uh, right now when I'm here in the radio and with uh, the headphones on, it's just uh, a very different ambience and I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> All right. So uh, the next band that I, want, that I also wanted to present to you guys is uh, Dengue Fever. And uh, it was f- they they were formed in 2001. Uh, they're more um, yeah they, they have been formed uh, before the Cambodian Space Project, but they are still active, which is uh, very nice. And uh, they have a very interesting history because they are actually from the USA. They're banned from the USA again as the Cambodian Space Project. The vocalist is a Cambodian Cambodian woman uh, called Tiom Nimo. And uh, but they are based in Los Angeles. And actually, in the late 1990s, the keyboardist of the group, Ethan Holtzman, discovered Cambodian psychedelic rock music while traveling in Cambodia. And coincidentally, his his uh, brother, who who is a guitarist, Zach Holtzman, he discovered the same music, like the same genre of music, while working at a record store. And the brothers decided to form the Dengue Fever group in 2001, and uh, with uh, the with the vocalist um, Troy Nimol. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Probably I didn't, but all right. Um, and yeah, from 2001, they have been going strong again. Uh, and um, they they started uh, with, perf- like in their early days, from 2001, they started with performing songs of uh, the, uh, the, the bigger names from the psychedelic rock from the 60s, like as... Um, as I mentioned, since he's out and also some others as Rosere Sotea, I will actually listen to a song uh, by her and of course Penran. Uh, and of course some uh, of the other more popular musicians and uh, some of the more iconic songs of um, of the 60s. And um, uh, yeah, they first were they first were playing only the um, Uh, how to say it? Only the um, audio, only the music part, before they got with the the vocalist, uh, uh, with uh, with the uh, vocalist who could sing the Khmer lyrics for the Cambodian songs, and uh, of course uh, they found each other in the so-called little little Phnom Penh, <laughs> uh, this uh, this uh, area uh, which is uh, mostly inhabited by. Uh, Cambodian uh, by USA-born uh, people, but of Cambodian descent, in Long Beach, California. And uh, actually, uh, their the the um, their singer, their vocalist, Tiom Nimol, she was actually previously well-known singer in Cambodia before she had emigrated to the United States. And they released their first uh, album uh, in 2003. And as I said, they're active up until this day, and they're still still uh, going strong. And uh, I think actually uh, they have uh, entered into various partnerships with a number of charitable organizations to support causes in Cambodia. As uh, here it is written, one example is that they were involved in the Wildlife and Forest Conservation Organization Wildlife Alliance. And what is more, they have also been uh, uh, partners with charitable organizations, which are for um, uh, which vo- which are those organizations are from Cambodia, and um, one of them is actually 
Cambodian Living Arts, an organization that seeks to preserve the traditional and popular Cambodian music that was nearly lost during the, the Khmer Rouge genocide. And the band has also donated songs for benefit records produced by Sweet Relief Musicians Fund, a charity that provides financial assistance to musicians dealing with illness, disability or age-related issues. So yeah, they're doing a lot of good things with uh, their music, not only reviving the, uh, reviving and uh, uh, you know promoting uh, the psychedelic rock from the 60s, but also uh, helping so many other people uh, with their music as well through those uh, charitable organizations. So let's now listen to two songs by them. Uh, the first one is Sleepwalking Through the Mekong and the second one is Tiger Phone Card. So uh, let's listen to them. I think Tiger Phone Card is uh, an original song of theirs. Uh, so yeah, let's enjoy those two songs by Dengue Fever. Bye. 
So, yes, these were the two songs uh, that I presented to, to you from Dengue Fever, Tiger Phone Card, and Sleepwalking Through the Mekong. 
So yes, this is the end of uh, the episode. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for uh, being here. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much uh, as well for listening for uh, the the fifth show. <laughs> basically, uh, I had a blast. Honestly, I had a blast these uh, these uh, five weeks in which I have been uh, doing the show. And honestly, I will miss it a little bit uh, up until next semester. Like coming here every week and listening to so many interesting stuff and. Uh, uh, you know educating myself on so many different stuff and also with uh, the special guests that I have but this is only the beginning and uh, yeah uh, we will be developing even more uh, the show in the future because we're continuing it so I am uh, more than excited to know what is going to happen in the future. Uh, so yeah, this is the end of uh, of the show for today, and this is also uh, the last uh, show for this uh, for this semester from the Sounds of Asia. I hope that you uh, enjoyed it. Uh, I certainly did enjoy uh, this. Um, uh, this this episode it was with very different music from what I listen to what I normally listen to, and uh, I I really am uh, uh, mind blown with uh, the psychedelic rock from the sixties and not only with psychedelic rock from Cambodia which is still going on and with the original songs from the new band that are emerging. So this was definitely a great cultural ex- experience and the, the the whole show as a whole has been an incredible cultural experience. So yeah, this is time to thank very much again Ivan for being uh, the social media specialist for the show and Sveti for being uh, for doing all the incredible posters that you have been seeing. Thanks so much guys for sticking with me and for having interest in uh, developing uh, my idea for a show. Uh, thank you so much to my uh, dear oral listeners, of course, who are coming here every week t- and to listen to uh, to me and uh, to some interesting Asian stuff. <laughs> and right now I will be leaving you with Whiskey Cambodia, of course, because I told you that we will be listening to, to it by the Cambodian Space Project. Uh, another song by Dengue Fever, Snibong, which... Uh, um, uh, I will just play because I like it uh, a lot, and I think you should uh, uh, listen to it as well. And uh, a final, final uh, psychedelic rock song from the sixties, which is "Jump Jump," <laughs> but uh, I just uh, enjoyed it as well. So yeah, uh, stay tuned for that. And right after me, Geekland is happening, so stay tuned for that show uh, as well. And I will be, yeah, I will be talking to you for for Asian stuff next semester <laughs> all right so right now enjoy whiskey cambodia snibong and jump jump and i wish you i wish you all the best thank you so much bye everyone <laughs>